0: Today's August 25th, Kutch hits his 299th homer while the Buckos best the Cardinals in the series. Luis Ortiz gets a start. O'Neill Cruz update. You're listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Yinz guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my brother Jake. What's up, Jake? What's going on, man? Well, we sat here until this Thursday game was over just to see if they were going to do anything special. I mean, you can't hit record before it happens, in case it happens. Right. Right. No matter what you feel like is going to happen, you have to wait it out and see. 100%. Because if you do it, I guess we would have still been watching it. I don't know. Yeah. Here's the deal. Let's tell the honest truth. I have a one-year-old who wasn't going to bed
1: (laughs) and a wife who
0: actually needs to go to work tonight at 10, which is a very rare thing. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure this has never happened, but they've got something going on. She needed to go tonight, and I was very close to doing this episode with a one-year-old <laughs> in my arms and just winging it. That would have been hilarious. And she's like, you can't. I'm like, I can do it. I'm just going to do it. And so she handed me Max, and he screamed. He screamed. And we were like, yeah, that's not going to work. So literally taking our one-year-old to work at 10 o'clock and she's like, he can crawl around my office until he falls asleep. It has been, it's been like this for a while. Yeah. He just will not go to bed. He slept in our bed last (laughs) night because we were both like, we're both tired and we're like, we I want to go to bed. Mm -hmm. I actually always, I always come up a little bit later. And I was like, I don't have, I don't, have the guts to move him. I feel like if I lay him in his bed, he's going to cry again. So yeah. he's just staying here. <laughs> this is this is literally why we upgraded to a king bed. <laughs> so that I didn't have to move him. And it was like storming really bad here last night.
1: All yeah. night
0: long. I was up every hour.
1: Hmm. Yeah. We're kind of in the middle of a drought down here.
0: Yeah, well, it's we're rough. not. We're not. <laughs> Wouldn't mind a drought at this point. I mean, I would. Uh, that's too long. Just, just a drought Labor Day weekend. That's all. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's the only one. I care so about. far, it's looking good.
0: Okay. Well, let's talk about the pirates again. Okay.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. We've of what got
1: we log on here to do right. That's
0: it. hundred percent. Um, we've got a series with the Cardinals. We've got Andrew McCutcheon updates. We've got Luis Ortiz, a familiar face, getting a start. Um, and some moves, uh, around that. And, um, I just tried to click on that and I can't. There we go. Did I say, yeah, O'Neill Cruz update, all the things. Let's get to them. Let's talk about them, all that stuff. I guess we start with... Uh, game one against the Cardinals, uh, just a blowout. Nice to see Mm -hmm. pirates get the bats going kind of balanced all across. There was like the, the back middle of the order that, that, that carried a little bit with, with Kutch having two hits and, uh, Connor Joe having three, Andy having three Palacios with two hits, a two run double and a three run homer. Mm-hmm. big day for josh palacios playing against his brother that was the big story right right right
1: we like the family things we do are you were mm-hmm. you into
0: the Palacios? you should think were you were you kind of uh hey this is cool
1: yeah yeah i mean any anytime you get a chance to watch brothers go head to head or play together it's it's always fun
0: how do you feel right now so this is thursday the 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 game the first game against the cubs was just played and and Josh Palacios had a big homer in that game, too, to tie it at three. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't pull it out in the end. But how are you feeling about Palacios right now? Uh, I'm a mixed bag. Yeah. I mean, the average <laughs> is not there, right? He's had some no. big hits. Um, decent on defense. Like, he's a major leaguer, I would say. That's yeah. kind of how I explain yeah. that. Like, he's not so bad that I don't want him out there. Uh, but he's nothing special, right? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, the average is not there. Uh, I haven't looked up the numbers of what it is maybe more recently or something like that, or maybe what some of his you know, clutch hits actually have been or, or anything like that. But, yeah, I, I'm not sure.
1: Just seems like he swings for the downs every single swing. Yeah. Like, there's no such thing for him as a two-strike approach. Um, and that's not strange, right? I mean, a lot of guys, right, a lot of right. guys
0: are like this right now.
1: Yeah, I just think, I, I just think he carries himself like he's a lot, like he thinks he's a lot better than he is. And I don't <laughs> think he's a bad player. Like I'm not saying that to say he's not a good player. Like he's, yeah. he's a fine, pl- fine ball player. But oh, man, he just
0: yeah, he was on MLB Network with his brother, like they were yeah. both there with Harold Reynolds and in uh, the whole deal, and. And it was kind of like, I don't know. It, it did feel like it was more than, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, even like the conversations where, you know, they had an uncle that played and um, he had three home runs in his career. And he's just like, yeah, we we give him a hard time. We both, we got him already. And And it's just kind of <laughs> like, yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how... I don't yeah, know. I mean I just, didn't look at uh, the numbers. In game. But. In game, he just kind of gives that not to this extreme, but like a Javi Baez feel. Ooh. Like he's just very uh, I don't know. I the problem with
0: the the only problem I have I think with that. He has that a comp, little more
1: fun than him. But
0: the but. only the only problem I have with that is Javi Baez is like he's kind of I don't want to use this word. Um he seems like he's not thinking when he's playing. He's always doing something like swinging at a ball that's high and away, and he's swinging low and in, or base running mistakes galore, or throws to the wrong. Ba- like he's always making some sort of like bonehead mistake. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's kind of his thing. You know what I mean? It's he's always just like, what were you thinking? Like and- stopping and running back to home. I wasn't gonna go there, but it's part I mean, it's part for the course. like he did not know what he was doing on that play. Anybody gives him credit for that. He had no clue what he was doing. he he celebrated when the run scored as if the run scored. It didn't score until you get to first.
1: yeah, yeah,
0: and he's like, yeah, we did and he said and it's like, you're not safe. The guys in his dugout are like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> you gotta go to first anyway. Obviously, I mean, he was very, that was, a. I can say this because it's not somebody's character. That was a very dumb play by him. It was just outdumbed <laughs> by the first baseman. So anyway, I feel like we'll just never, we will, there will be a day where we won't think about that. It, there will be a day where we say, oh, remember that time instead of like <laughs> that time. I know yeah. you remember it. You know what I mean? right but anyway that's the only reason I don't think Palacios looks like he doesn't know what he's doing no I just and mean I like feel the like arrogance Baez level. always looks like you don't know what he's doing
1: I, I was just thinking like the arrogance level I, I wasn't really talking about his play okay just okay. thinking about like his actions more
0: uh, yeah once again though like it's his actions that are I get it uh, maybe just I don't know yeah I see what you're saying though I see yeah. what you're saying. It's, it's the arrogance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think there's a fine line, right? Confidence, arrogance. I think you got to yeah, have yeah. you got to have the confidence. So yeah, without that, without that, how does this line up with, I mean, you got Cal Mitchell, you got Caden Smith and Jigba, you got Palacios. These are your three corner outfielders. Look like they can show a little bit of pop here and there. Different levels of, of defensive ability. I don't know what it like when you're looking at this
1: roster, if I have to pick one
0: or two, like what does it if look I, like? I mean, if who's if I have the best two, chance right now of saying like, I think this guy fits the role of a fourth outfielder. That's what they're competing for.
1: Right. I like Smith and Jigwa. I, I I think that the only thing we have not seen from him really is can you not play and still produce right Um, to a decent level? Because you know the fourth outfielder doesn't have to bat 280. You know what I and mean, and that's kind just, of just provide me with some hope when you're up to the plate.
0: And that's kind that's of it. what I see from Palacios right now because mm-hmm. he's the way he is. Like, yeah, he might go one for five when he gets a start. Now I know he's playing more often right now, but mm-hmm. but if he if he has a chance to impact the game by hitting a big two three run homer, then you know what I mean? Like That's the yeah. kind of guy I want to pull off my bench, a guy who I feel like could do some damage. I, I mean, Smith and Jigba and Cal Mitchell both do damage in AAA. Mm-hmm. It's just can they get to the next level at the next level and, right. and, and have any kind of production. I mean, we have to see these guys play for the Pirates this year again. We have right. to. There's 40-man roster decisions to make. And I'm afraid that we've got too many guys who are the same guy, and
1: you can't just guess, right?
0: Like you can and, you know what I'm saying? Think
1: I think they're doing that a little bit uh, on the infield. You know, I, I think instead of bringing Triolo up again, they you know they get Capra up there. Um, who's who's the other one? Boy,
0: capra has got it written all over. Me. I think that that is. Hey, we're gonna do what we need to do with some guys like uh, like Nick Gonzalez and like Jared Triolo, and Capra is the guy who I think they're just kind of hey let, he was he's been hitting well let's give him a shot while we're working on these other things, but I mean it's all over it's written on the wall to me when the forty man roster crunch comes this off season he's gone, yeah that's what it yeah. feels like right now I said that about Valade too. And it did well. I mean, not at the same time frame, but I couldn't believe uh, that time frame either. Uh, So, what I'm going to do here while you're saying more is I'm going to pull up and see what Triolo's been doing. Because I feel that's still Capra.
1: But I mean, they could be, they could even be giving Capra a shot to prove that he's worth a little bit, you know, maybe package him into a deal with like some super. Long shot minor leaguer that you know may or may not to be anything at all, but at least we've got something in return mm-hmm. than just losing him.
0: So Triolos played one game. He played third short third. And by the way, um when was this? This was today. We had uh two homers from Smith and Juba today. Mm-hmm. Now up to 13. Uh, but Triolo did play short yesterday. And the day before that, he hit his second homer in Triple A. He's playing third, three for four. Did I say triple? triple homer? Triple A. AAA, that's what I said. Yeah, second homer. Um, yeah, so I, to me, he should be playing shortstop. Yeah. Because. More reps. For my. For, from where we sit, I kind of feel like that's that should be the plan just to... If he's going to be a bench player on this team long-term, you want him to be able to play short. Yeah. And, I, I mean, from what I've seen him play short, he needs reps. But, I don't know. Uh, yeah, the middle infield thing is a little bit different for me, uh, only in, in the way that I really do think that Smith and Jigba, Cal Mitchell, Palacios, is there anybody else? I mean, that's pretty much the mix to compete for that fourth outfield spot. Yeah. And, man, I don't know. That's the wrong game. That's the wrong game. The middle infielders are competing for a starting spot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're trying to get these guys, you're trying to figure out who has an opportunity to start in middle infield. You're trying to shuffle them. You only have one position and you've got a bunch of guys to play that position. Yeah. Now, what I will say is the same. You have to see them because yeah. if you're going to make moves on the 40 man roster this off season, well, you sure don't want to make the wrong one. <laughs> you know what I right. mean? You're going to have yeah. to cut ties with someone. I mean, you don't have to, but you're likely going to cut ties with someone at some point, or whether mm-hmm. it's whether it's a trade, trying to get maybe another pitcher or a bullpen arm and you package a couple of these middle infielders in, something, we've talked about that, we talked about it on the last show, I think, what it could look like to, to maybe package some of these guys. But I, I just think that... If you're going to make those moves, you want to make sure you're making the right move.
1: Yeah. You still like Nick Gonzalez. Yeah.
0: You still like Leo you? I mean, you still like Triolo. You still like Alika Williams? I don't know. I mean, the glove's there for sure. Right. But, you know, where do you go from there? I mean, I know we've gone... Straight down there, but like you know, you're just diving <laughs> in. I mean, we talk about these series, but we don't like we don't really do recaps. You know what I mean? We're just trying right. to. These are just the talking points. And Palacios, to me, this was the this was the game that he had the big game and and today. So you know, this is what I was talking about. Um, but I just think you got to see Cal Mitchell, Kane, and Smith, jigba again and see if either one of those two get hot, get them up here. I just don't know how you do it. I, right. I don't know how you well, do it you, with the roster know, you get, that you have right now. You get people on the on the IL again. Well, that's true, but I'm saying on purpose. I don't know how you do it on purpose. I mean, I I could say I'd be ready to just see, I mean, let's be fair here. If you're trying if you think that it's important to see what you have from these guys, then how much are we needing to win? Like, the little things. If Connor Joe plays first base, if we just say, Rivas, hey, th- that was fun, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's not yeah. working out. Right. And it, is there a way you, you would say, Rivas out, bring one of these guys in, Connor Joe, first base, so that we can open up some outfield at-bats for these yeah. guys. And maybe you don't even open up outfield at-bats. I don't really know because right now he's playing and Sawinski's not, and it's, I, you know what I mean? It's it, They're just trying to figure stuff out. Yeah. But Connor Joe's been at first base a lot more, and I know he's not maybe the greatest player at first base and, um, you know, whatever, but I just think it's more important yeah. to see what no, you have from those two guys than what you have from Rivas. Rivas is I, he's another guy. I don't see him lasting... The season,
1: Right. No, that's a good point. And, and I think that's a, a fair – I think that would be fair to do. Unless you spend like... a ton of money on starting pitching
0: and, and don't prioritize first base and just say it's going to be Rivas. But you went out and got legit starting pitching. That's the only way I see you not paying attention to first base. Right. Right. You want a, you want a funny one? Mason Martin's hitting about two eighty six in AAA. <laughs> I love bringing that up when you talk about first base, just to have somebody somebody that's listening just went, "Oh, jeez, here we go, with Mason <laughs> Martin again." We cannot bring this guy up again.
1: Anyway, I mean, bring him up again. We, well, oh, no, I mean, just in like talk about him. Yeah, bring yeah. him up in
0: conversation. Yeah, sorry. All right, 6-3 win on Tuesday, Oviedo. You like that start? Four hits, earned run. It's just five innings, but gave up the solo homer to Richie Palacios. Only one walk, all in all. Like a decent
1: outing. Yeah. I I mean, I don't think I got to see very much of that game, but, I mean, it's, it's definitely, I don't want to say a step in the right direction, but it's getting him off that yeah was it two straight really rough starts? yeah,
0: Moretta went one and two thirds after that three hits, two runs, a walk and then a send, and then a trip to Indianapolis after that It's rough, right They did it to bring up Luis Ortiz. um I think there was a lot of questions of of why why him um mixed bag though I did see i've I've talked to a couple people the last couple of days who, uh, just maybe not as not as high on Moretta as they were maybe at the beginning of the year. I mean, he's had an injury. He's, you know, what I mean, had a, he's had a few rough outings. I still think that that I still think he's a good pitcher. I think he's good for the team, mm-hmm. good for that bullpen. I think he can be used correctly and incorrectly. Um, and that that goes to say for a lot of guys. I mean, guys excel in different situations. You know. Yeah. I mean, David Bednar actually is not a guy you want to bring in with guys on base. Dowry <laughs> Moretta is. right? But I wouldn't want to go into you know a one-run game and throw Moretta out there and expect him to get a save. He's done it. But uh, you know what? I Before it, I, I go... Use
1: him, I think you just use him to get the starter out of the jam and be
0: done with it. Yeah, or anyone out of a jam. Yeah, It doesn't matter when it is. You're in a jam. I think Moretta, I mean, because he's shown he can pitch his... You know, in in different situations, yeah. I think if he's going good, he can get in any situation and get out of it. I just think that he just does that so well. I mean, the strikeout is good. It's a big, you know. what I mean, he's got big strikeout numbers and and whatnot. You know. But while I'm talking about pitching, I know we're going to get into some of the offense of this game, and it was a six three win. Um, and we just talked about all three runs. Holderman Bednar shut him down, by the way, but. I did not mention the outing on Monday in the 11-1 to win by Falter, which was, I mean, Hatch started, he actually went three innings, but then you have a lead. What was the score actually when he came in? So he went three innings. The fourth inning started Falter. We were up 4-0. Falter comes in. We score four runs after his first inning and you're already up 8 nothing. He makes that 8 to 1 on the solo homer that he gave up. And then he just pitches the rest of the game. 8 strikeouts, just two walks, and it was 6 innings. I mean, certainly the best we've seen from him. Yeah. He gets his first win of the year. I don't want to go without saying, it was a good outing. Yeah, for sure. There you go. I said it. So Tuesday <laughs> night, McCutcheon hits the home run 299. And we'll talk. we well, let's get through this these games and we'll talk some McCutcheon. Let's talk about whatever else we found through the, throughout the games. And then mm-hmm. we'll talk about McCutcheon and home run 299 and and some of uh some of the significance of of what we're about to see, hopefully this weekend. Yeah. Joe gets two hits. Team was four for nine with runners in scoring position. Six runs. Uh, all, to, all in all, pretty good game. Pretty good game for yep, the Pirates. Yep, Win the series. Me. Um, You know, good job. Good job, guys. <laughs> and then Luis Ortiz gets a start. And I don't know if you were excited about this, nervous about it.
1: I don't really know the vibe. Personally, I was... Just, I didn't really have a, a feeling either way. I didn't. I didn't want to get excited, and I didn't. Wasn't really nervous. Yeah. You know, he started for us, but I didn't look into his numbers. You know, in AAA either, and after the fact that I kind of took a peek, and they were not good.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. I I don't know what to make of it yet, but the numbers were three and a third, seven hits, five runs, five walks, five strikeouts. The fastball had some zip on it, but it's certainly not what it was when he got the cup of coffee last year when he was just 100, 100, 199. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Not hitting those numbers. um, Looked lost. Yeah. Could not find the strike zone. At one point, 18 balls and 15 strikes. Um, Finished with, I think, 55 strikes Fifty-five strikes out of ninety pitches, so he he ended up throwing more strikes. I think you know it. It was rough.
1: Yeah, it was bad. I was surprised he lasted as long as he did. You know, once he once he kind of gave up the runs and we left him in, I am like, just let's see how long he can go at this point. We already have the series in the bag, right? And I think that's what they were thinking. I mean, he went to
0: 90 pitches, so they let him go. Right, right. Unfortunately, he just couldn't get out of the fourth inning with that. And you're facing a lefty who's been, you know, pretty decent. And so you just got to let that one play out a little bit, I think. Which is what they did. The bullpen came in and did a good job. Mm -hmm. Pirates tried to make a little bit of a comeback, but just wasn't able to get it done. Johan Ramirez goes two and a third. Um, and as a result, gets sent to Indianapolis, <laughs> <laughs> which is actually the guy that I would have sent down instead of Moretta, but whatever. Um, I think that these we're in those times now where like these guys that are going, they're going to go up and down as yeah. they try to figure out what they're going to do about um, what they're going to do to to have starters. And to get mm-hmm. them in the... Now, they're going to go to Indy. They're probably... I, I wonder sometimes if we're going to see guys that are going to be like, he's been optioned to Indy, but he just doesn't even leave town. Yeah. And then he's back. You know what I mean? Right. So, because he was optioned, it was Rob Zestrisny that, that was recalled, and he had to be selected because he was off the 40-man to make room for him. Perdomo, who was just added to the, uh, to the IL recently... Uh, move to the sixty-day. Not good. Left elbow discomfort. My guess. I'm hoping for. I guess you could say for his sake, is that it's like, yeah, you know what? We're shutting him down. Yeah. Left elbow discomfort. Let's not push it. We'll call this guy up. We'll throw you on the sixty-day. We'll we'll let this thing like your season's over. Right. So. Hopefully really hasn't that's been
1: bad it. all year, so it's, it's it maybe just save his save him from needing surgery, right? And missing all of next year, and he'll be a part of the bullpen next year.
0: Yeah, I mean, he really, actually, he has not been that bad. That's been a little bit of a surprise. So Luis Ortiz, now real quick, Hayes double and a homer in this game. Cutched three doubles for the first time in his career. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Crazy. Anyway, Luis Ortiz. I mean, the guy. this is a guy who kind of came out of nowhere last year. And we really like that we see. We all jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah. I didn't see a single person, well, at least on my feed or my conversations, that said, nah, I don't believe this. I don't believe this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It yeah. was all excitement. Everyone jumped on the bandwagon. And really, just hasn't been what it was. It just hasn't been that this year. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what you uh, like. Where you're at with it? Is it? Oh, it'll bounce back, or do you think this is maybe a he got real hot last year and
1: he's cooked? <laughs> nice play of words there. Um, <laughs> yeah. I. To me, I. I, I don't know. I, I'm. I need to see another start from him to see if he can take anything away from this this start. Uh, they were obviously working on specific things in AAA. Numbers don't always tell the story in AAA when you're working on stuff. So it's hard to say because I don't know what they were working on. Um, But you get this start at the Bigs, and it's as bad as it was. I mean, obviously, they whatever they were working on if it was a certain pitch or or something like that it obviously wasn't command because he had none (laughs) um so was it a was it a i don't want to say a rare thing but was it like he just he was just what he couldn't find his release point today and then he could come out next start and be like this is what we were working on because it worked and he actually had command of his pitches now we're actually seeing what he was working on come to fruition. If felt you don't have like control, he, you got nothing.
0: It felt like he knew that out of the gate, too. Yeah. Because he went fastball, 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 fastball. And it was like, what? You're not even going to throw the slider? And it, <laughs> every time he threw it, it was nowhere close. And then he started losing the fastball. Actually, he never really had the fastball that right. early. Never, right. He never even really had it. But, yeah, I mean, it almost looked like he knew it wasn't there. And... I wonder sometimes like was there was he putting a lot of pressure on himself once yeah. again we have paired him and Rowan we talked about this last week how we've paired him and Rowanzi together, and really they're not in the same place no because Rowanzi had ninety innings a year ago you know what I'm saying like at mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh and you're talking about a guy who just had a cup of coffee four starts you know not a not a ton of innings yeah. And not to mention when Rowanzi came in the deal, it was like, wow, we, we got a good pitcher in this mm-hmm. in this trade. And Luis Ortiz has just kind of popped up on a lot of people's radars and climbs all the way into these, you know, big lists right away. Like everyone bought in.
1: Yeah. I mean, he pitched well in the world baseball classic.
0: So the thing is, is like we have paired those two together and that's maybe, maybe unfair. And I'm not trying to, eh, I don't know if unfair is the, is the, uh, is the way I want to say it, but Luis Ortiz should not have the same pressure that Rowanzi has. Rowanzi should be feeling some pressure Mm -hmm. because this is a guy that we were counting on. Yeah. And I think Luis Ortiz was more of a guy that we were excited about. Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, let's see how he goes. And we even talked about it. Oh, he'll be given this year the 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 Rowan-Z treatment where he'll maybe he'll be up there for a while and then they'll send him down to work on things and then, you know what I mean, like w- w- that's what we kind of expected this year. I expected Roanzie to just be there. Right. Like Oviedo has been. Yeah. And it, so it, they're in different places, but it does, it did feel like he was putting a lot of pressure on himself possibly. Yeah. I well,
1: don't know. You know, you gotta, you gotta think these pirates starters through the organization are, are looking and seeing what's going on in Pittsburgh mm. and saying, if I can step up, I got a spot. Yeah. So whoever they put in that situation is probably going to put pressure on themselves to perform because if they do, they're going to get a spot.
0: Yeah. Sometimes you just got to you gotta trust your stuff and go. You know 100%. what I mean? hundred percent. But if he didn't yes. know he had stuff, there was a couple times he threw a pitch and he'd look at the dugout and I was like, gosh, I hate that. Mm-hmm. I hate when you look at the dugout after you throw a pitch. You're just waiting for the hook. You know what yeah. I mean? You're waiting yeah. to see. You're looking to see if they go, oh, or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. like that. But, well, either way, it's it's something that's going to be fun to to keep an eye on. And, I mean, who knows? He might come right back out and look good. And we might say, did we just panic about nothing?
1: Right, right. And that's, you know what and I mean? That, and that's the thing. That's If he doesn't have command, you can't tell if his stuff was... Whatever they were working on is working.
0: Yeah, and Rowan's, he's actually been good right now in AAA. I don't, I don't know what they're looking at. You know what I mean? But the results have been there. Sure. Um. So we'll see if he comes back. Uh, before we get into Cutch, let's go ahead and talk about who's not gonna be back. And we've kind of already talked about middle infield a little bit tonight, but O'Neill Cruz has been shut down due to pain in his foot um and essentially they just they've said we're running out of time yeah or we ran out of time right it almost has the feeling of this we point, ran out it just of time. doesn't matter yeah he's probably not going to be back this year no and i'm fine with that at this point <laughs> kind of i uh, you know what and this is maybe this is not the time or 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 maybe I'm overdoing it. But, like, you get this Ellie De La Cruz come up, and I'm not going to do this as a comparison to him. I'm just saying they made all the comparisons to Mm O'Neal. But he's here, like, two and a half years before O'Neal got there. And a lot of us are like, yeah, and we don't really know if O'Neal's even – we don't have enough to know if he's even ready. Yeah. He's still like he's not prospect and we know that he's there and we, but like we know there's some defensive work to do. There's holes that we really needed him to work through this year. Yeah. Confidence that he will. You see what I'm saying? Like uh, that's yeah. not a problem. But he's about to be 25. He's just not a young exciting player anymore. He's just he's <laughs> going to have to just be an exciting player. Right. And this changes a lot about what the future looks like. And if this guy's going to have to go through the lumps next year, we needed him to be in the middle of this lineup or the top of this lineup somewhere.
1: Right. Yeah. And and, and that's what I mean at this point though, at this point, there's not a lot and you're going to get something out of it, out of playing, but it, I mean, there's what a month and a half left. I'm not even disagreeing
0: with that. There's no time for him to come back now. The minor leagues eventually, soon enough, are going to be shut down, and he's not going to have anywhere to do any kind of rehab assignment, which means he's not going to just get thrown to the Wolves after not playing for six months. You know what I mean? Like That's just not a thing. He's not going to play. I'm just talking about what that means. Like this injury, for a guy like him, who's supposed to be an impact player, I just don't know, like, I don't know what kind of an impact he can be when he hasn't, like, I, I we just, we have no idea what he is now. We have yeah. no idea. I mean, I, like I said, I'm f- I'm fine if you think that I'm overreacting. I'm fine with that. And and if people want to say, like, oh, we know, we know, the power's there, it's all real, you f- like, it's recency bias, or it's, um, you forget what you don't have, or something like that, you know what I mean? Or what, you forget what you have when you don't have it, or, you know... I don't know how the, the stupid phrases work, but <laughs> the idea is that yeah. you know I'm a little bit nervous at this point. This that, was supposed I think, I think to be a fair. bright spot. This a bright spot.
1: <laughs> really yeah, tr- and, I th- and I think that's I think that's an okay take. I, I'm not I'm not gonna jump on you for that. I mean, both I I don't I don't really know either. I'm just it, my thing is health. I'd rather you completely be done healing instead of trying to come back early at this point. Just shut him down for the year. Maybe, you know, go play some fall ball or winter league or do yeah, something that, and it, that, and sort some stuff out, get your swing back and get ready for next year. I mean, we're going to, we're going to need him to not necessarily <laughs> be able to go through all the stuff you're talking about. We we're gonna need him just to come in and be good, right? Which is gonna be really hard for him. It's gonna be a little bit of unfair on us when we're like, this guy needs to be doing this. You know, this is, and we need him to be past this stuff. But he did lose a whole year.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is this is one of those things, man. I and and I'm not. I know that I know that I know what this is gonna sound like, right? It's gonna sound like excuses and whatnot. But like, you talk about like getting a bad hand at this point, right? Mm -hmm. There's just a few things that have been like, ah, everything looked to be on track. And all of a sudden, you come into the year that's supposed to be the last bad year, but we were supposed to see all these signs of hope. And two of the guys that we were supposed to see, Rowanzi and O'Neal Cruz, blossom into what we were really excited about in 24, and now both of them are big time question marks. And it's unfair to say somebody's a question mark due to injuries, but the fact that like you haven't you haven't put in your time yet. Yeah. You haven't gone through your it takes a minute to to you know, what I mean some of these guys can jump right in and and you know, I mean I don't know, man. It's definitely difficult. He's going to be 25 years old and we're going to be talking about a guy who Got a whole year of service. Mm-hmm. So when you look at his service time, it's gonna look like he's playing. But then you look at his at bats and you're gonna be like, oh geez, this guy's still practically a rookie. Not mm-hmm. quite, not quite. But I mean, I you know what I mean? Like you Yeah. It's nerve wracking. Let's talk about Andrew McCutcheon. Let's talk okay. about something a little more positive. That's yeah. why I did that. I was like, let's throw that in here. Let's get this cutch stuff to wrap up this this episode here. Home run number two ninety nine. We're looking for that number three hundred. Yeah. And you know what I mean. Like I've I've really been. He hit the two ninety nine, and, and and Katie looks at me and she's like, "We go into the game Saturday," and I was like, "He might <laughs> hit it before then." She's right. like, "Okay, but we go into the game Saturday if he doesn't." And I was like, "I don't know if I want to drive all the way there." And she's like, "I think you do." <laughs> and so like you start thinking about it, and you have other people say like, "Ah, oh, it's number three hundred. What's what is it?" That's a big number. Yeah. And I had somebody else like you. You doesn't follow baseball. Say, is that a, is that like a a lot? Like, is that a you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's a it's a good number. Right. It's a to me three hundred is a number that says I'm legit. Yeah. Like I was the real deal. Mm-hmm. And sure, you could end with two ninety nine and still say it right. <laughs> right. But there's yeah. just something about that. You you flip that number and it means something. It could be anything. Three hundred and ten is the same thing as three hundred. You know what I'm saying? Three hundred and fifty is probably really the same thing. You're going to see that three. That's going to be the important thing. You two ninety nine. You still see a two. Right. And I think that's just like that's that number that says I was the real deal when I played this game. Now when you jump into five hundred, it's like I am elite one of the one of the, the game's great home run hitters, right? Right. And he's not gonna even get to four hundred. You know what I'm saying? Like this right. I think that was one of the things that Katie said when we were talking to our friend is they said this is his like last milestone that he'll probably hit. And like I said, 50 doubles we or 50 triples, we talked about this last that's not a milestone. It's a cool <laughs> number, I guess, but it's yeah. not a milestone, right? Yeah. Uh the milestones are the hundreds. And you just you know what I mean. You get there, or you don't, and it makes a big difference. That three thousandth hit for Clementi was a huge deal. Yeah. Like that got him that three, and that's mm-hmm. a big number. And three hundred homers is like that. It's a big number. It's not like and and I'm gonna I'm gonna say a lot of things. I got a bunch of numbers. You guys know that I'm coming with numbers. <laughs> And I'm not making a Hall of Fame case for Andrew McCutcheon, okay? That's not my goal here. My goal is to just talk about what 300 homers does for Andrew McCutcheon as a career to look back and say, what did he do? Not Hall of Fame resume. We can talk about that another day. It's not what I'm trying to do here. But to understand what he's done, you have to look at, have Hall of Famers done that? Because we know they're good. Right. And how many guys who aren't in the Hall of Fame have done this sort of thing as well to say, like, yeah, well, he's with those guys. You know what I mean? hmm So I'm looking at non-active players right now with at least 300 home runs, 2,000 hits, 400 doubles, 200 stolen bases. And go ahead and throw in the 50 triples. <laughs> These are guys who are not in the Hall of Fame who've done those things, okay? Barry Bonds, Carlos Beltran, Joe Carter, and Steve Finley. That's it. I don't think Beltran is eligible yet, but he's got, a, you know, he's got something hanging over his head. Obviously, Bonds right. has something hanging over his head. And, you know, Joe Carter, Steve Finley are, are in that category as well. So... If McCutcheon is going to fall into that category, right? Right. Now, same numbers. They are in the Hall of Fame. There's eight of them. Now, wait. Only eight. Kind of. Kind of. And I'll explain that when I get there. There's really seven, but there's eight. And I'll tell you why. Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, Frank Robinson... Reggie Jackson, this is the eight, this is the eighth guy, and the reason that I'm counting him is he has he had he finished his career with 49 triples, which is where Kutch is right now. So if McCutcheon doesn't get that triple, he's we're talking Reggie Jackson because we'll change that 50 to a 49, right? Sure. Sure. Dave Winfield, Andre Dawson, Larry Walker, George Brett. Uh, most of these guys are not close to those numbers in one or two categories. You know what I'm saying, like Hank Aaron. Right. We said 300 homers. Like Hank Aaron had more than 300. <laughs> a more. He had did a couple, a couple more, more than 300. He maybe you know had a couple more than doubled 300. Yeah. So I'm not. That's that's why I'm saying that doesn't mean he's in their company. It just means that of right. what he did, there's only eight guys that can say they did the same, and then some or, of yeah. them can say they did more. But yeah. we're just showing like. Okay, so these are the only eight that are the, the only the eight guys who are, on, are better than him in the Hall of Fame, as far as putting these numbers together. The whole picture, right? Right. And those are some crazy great players. Right. Uh, four of those guys have over three thousand hits. Uh, Frank Robinson over twenty nine hundred. Larry Walker is the closest to, to McCutcheon with with two thousand one hundred and sixty hits, and. Uh, all seven, except Andre Dawson, have a higher OPS+. plus. Kutch has, so far, a 128 OPS+, and he had a 119. Dave Winfield, George Brett, in the 130s. All eight have over 460 doubles. McCutcheon has 409. Yeah. At least 460. Okay? Right. Kutch has 215 stolen bases. Six of these guys have more than that. Winfield at 223, so he's close, but the other 5 are are well beyond. Um 7 of them also have over 10,000 plate appearances and Kutch is under 9,000. He's like 8 8,600 some. Um so I mean they've got more plate appearances to get some of those counting numbers up but I mean they're better, right? Yeah. I'm not saying he's head of the Hall of Fame, but you know it's a notch on the belt to say that you've got numbers that are in comparison to these guys or what I accomplished only this many guys did better.
1: Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah, you look at the whole picture.
0: Yeah. As far as active players, when you look at those five numbers, well, he's the only one. He's the only active player that's done all those things playing right now. Um, when you talk about the Pirates... Now, his numbers change a little bit because he spent some time away from the Pirates. Uh, But there are two guys who did not spend time away from the Pirates, which means they amassed plenty more plate appearances than he did as a Pirate. However, you're talking about three guys have done what McCutcheon has done as a Pirate, which, by the way, is 215 home runs, 309 doubles, 44 triples, 1,556 hits. And 181 steals, and he did this with like 3,000 less plate appearances than Willie, or Star- than, than, um, yeah, Starjo and Clementi, yeah, are the two. And obviously, Stargell has 475 homers, right? 423 <laughs> doubles, 55 triples, 2,232 hits and 17 stolen bases. 17 stolen bases. This is where you say, oh, well, McCutcheon has 215 in his career, but for the Pirates, even 181. Clemente had an outrageous 166 triples. Still only stole 83 bases, where McCutcheon stole 181 as a Pirate. 215 in his career, which these guys, their whole career was as the Pirates. So you kind of have to count the career numbers, but even as a pirate, like you could say this guy's a top three as far as just a hitter for the Pittsburgh Pirates franchise. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So even his career numbers are either a thousand or 2000 less played appearances than them. So, like I said, he doesn't make up for a lot of those numbers. Maybe Clemente, maybe he gets up to the same number of home runs Clemente has as a pirate if he had more as a pirate. But Clemente had 240 homers. Cutch has, he's about to hit number 300, 440 doubles. McCutcheon's, what I say, 409. So he's close. Um, You know what I'm saying? The numbers are there, though. They're on par with these guys. He's got to win a championship. That's not going to happen for him, but. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not going to get there. Right. But he's a great player, and certain milestones are important. And I I just think that 300 is one of those. You could say all of this is the same if he has 299, because I looked it up. It is. (laughs) (laughs) But there's still, like, get that 300. It changes things.
1: Yeah, it, it What is it? Hundred
0: fifty-seven players have hit three hundred home runs in the history of baseball, of like Major League Baseball. Hundred fifty-seven. Yeah. Like, it's not. You're not. You're not writing your ticket to Cooperstown. No. But it's it's the real deal.
1: I think he's writing his ticket to, you know, a plaque at PNC. Yeah. You know, almost almost no doubt. That's almost done already. Yeah, but I mean. I think these numbers put him in conversations for Cooperstown, like like you said. This is a conversation for another day, but yeah, but definitely does is not just put him in there, and and I think we've made that clear. Yeah, and you know, three hundred. It's 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 one. It's a solid number. You know what I mean? It's that's one hundred fifty seven is not a solid number. That's not a lot.
0: You mean the, Yeah, guys. Over so the the he would be, of, he would be of 158. of
1: the, yeah. So, anytime I think anytime it's less than like, three, I want to say three hundred. You got anytime a, a stat is under three hundred people in the in the game have done it. You're you're doing something good,
0: and that's just the three hundred homers. I mean, we're talking ten guys, twelve. You know, he's in like a, a group of fifteen when you count all of these five statistics. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah and when you just talk about 300 homers and 50 uh triples you're down to like under 50 or he'll be number 50 just to do those things yeah you know what i mean but it's definitely cool man yeah it's really cool i think it should be celebrated i think it's a i think it's a big number i think it's worthy of being treated that way
1: i think and I, and and i think big the word "big," you're 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 referring to, and we're both referring to it. I think "big" is is more important than yeah. large.
0: Yep, that's like true.
1: 300's not a, a an enormously large number, but it's a big, important number. Yeah. By you put three hundred by itself, it doesn't amass to as much as if you look at the whole picture and the importance that that three hundred holds to the rest of his career.
0: Yeah. Yep. Super cool, man. Well, it's time to get out of here. Uh, we got Mitch Keller and Kyle Hendricks tonight. I'm saying tonight because it's Friday. So I should say Friday night in case you're listening to this on Saturday. Uh, but Mitch Keller going. Uh, by the way, McCutcheon has only hit one home run off of Hendricks. Um, Assad. Not familiar with this guy uh, pitching for the Cubs on Saturday. I should probably be a little bit familiar. McCutcheon's never faced him. He's a righty, twenty-six. Okay, I'm done caring. TBD will be pitching against him. Uh, we did pretty good against the Cardinals with TBD throwing. So yeah. And then unfortunately TBD is getting traded and uh, to the Cubs for the Sunday's game pitching against oh, no pitching against Bailey Falter. So hopefully he can kind of uh, piggyback off of his his outing in relief and do well. I thought we were going to see Tyone. I thought we were scheduled to see Tyone this this series. Maybe that's the TBD.
1: Yeah, maybe. Either way. Well, let's hope Mitch Keller can get Ian Happ out and Nico Horner. Yeah, they kill the Pirates.
0: Yeah. Well, Ian Happ against Mitch Keller is uh, a four thirty-eight hitter with two homers. So, and 16 at-bats. Nico Horner is a three thirty-three, but it's only three at-bats. He has one hit. So, uh, I just hope that he can piggyback off of these last couple starts. So, I mean, I know I just said that mm-hmm. about Falter, but I think it'd be good for to see him. If he can solidify things and maybe get back into a groove, I think that's good signs for for us every five days, but also for, for Mitch, uh, he's just, he's gotta be, he's gotta be better if we're gonna be good next year. Like he's gotta yeah. show up. So, yep. a lot of things can happen, but, uh, we dropped the first one. We gotta win two of these somehow.
1: Yeah. Get you gotta to split, split the
0: four. You gotta split the four here. Mm-hmm. So, all right, man, that's Let's all we got. Let's play some music. Let's get um, out of here. Yep. Let's go, Bucks!
1: Let's go, Bucks! Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go, Bucks!